0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Rewind A Raw. I'm John Pollock, along with Wei Ting very special how are you doing way this is a once ever version of rewind a raw because i don't think you and i will ever undertake such a um a plan again we we had a great time tonight but this is definitely going to be a tough show to review
0: yeah i guess so special because um it was a show that we kind of didn't watch we
1: are going to be very much uh, piecing together raw. I think we have a general sense, but this is going to be different from our typical reviews where it is very very detail oriented. This is going to be kind of a uh wide brush strokes, I would say.
0: Uh, yeah, this is a show where probably everybody listening to this who did actually get to see Raw will have a great far better understanding of the episode than probably John and I. So what a way to start the show. Um, anyway, we're going to go through
1: the show. And if we miss any small details... Uh, Keep it to yourself. We, I don't care. We understand, folks. We understand. But uh, let's talk about why uh, we were watching Raw kind of from a distance. Because tonight we had this idea of doing a one-night-only return to O'Grady's Tap and Grill, which is a bar in Toronto that... Uh, the law had begun doing Monday night wrestling parties all the way back in the year 2000. And these went on for almost 10 years. It was 10 years of Monday nights where it would be wrestling fans getting together, watching raw and over the years, many, many familiar faces that became regulars. Um, in time, I would start with the show. So I began going to, I, I started going to those when I was much younger, when I was around 16 and then years wow. later when I was with the show. So tonight it was an idea that we had and ended up with a lot of people showing up that we had not seen in a long time. Had about 30 or so people come back to O'Grady's for one night. Um, and we, and we had Raw on the big screen and it was really everyone kind of hanging out, catching up with people and not, uh, not super attentive to Raw, which we also realized the, the sound system at O'Grady's has, um, not exactly, um, not exactly right. I couldn't
0: hear the show. Basically,
1: it was impossible well, to really hear. We're watching the show on mute we could not get closed captioning it was very hard to hear Uh, there was not like speakers so it was very very difficult to hear and therefore um, we are going to be going based off of what we could make out Uh, god damn did Wayne and I try though I will not say we were trying to just ignore Raw we were trying very hard to follow along with the show but there was only so much we could do
0: we were also like talking to people because this was you know I haven't seen a lot of these people uh, in a long time it was a little bit more important than uh, watching Raw exactly so you know between all that uh, it just kinda kind of made for a really choppy viewing experience. So I did kind of, uh, by the time the the second half of the show came around, I I sat closer to the bar where I could start to hear at least a bit of the show. So might have a bit more to say about it then.
1: We were in the presence of uh, the C-Block winner himself, Mike Murray. Who came yeah, in
0: the presence of pretty much the entire C block.
1: The c Block was well represented. Uh we had WH Park in the house. We had Vivian Murray there. Yeah, Queen of c Block herself. The Queen of the c Block, she was there. Uh, we had Braden and Davey were there. Yep. Dan the Mouth Lebronski showed up. Mm-hmm. We had uh plenty of people uh all showing up. Uh local wrestler. Karsten No, not local wrestler, Karsten. Oh, sorry, no, I'm... but uh local sorry. wrestler uh uh, Holden Holden Albright. Yes. Yes. So he was there. Lots of people, some that I had not seen in years and years. So yeah. it was very cool to uh, catch up with so many people. What was other than uh, just the difficulties following the show?
0: What was it like to go back to O'Grady's way? Um, it looked exactly the same. Like everything was exactly the same. Um, the bathrooms I feel are upgraded. Um, the wings were really, they? I feel like they were. They ran out of wings. They ran out of bone-in wings, so they gave me. The, Boneless bone bites, yes, which were delicious. They were good. Oh, not delicious. Well, you, I, had, you had the actual wings.
1: No, I had the I had the same ones you did. Oh,
0: you had the bites. So yeah, they had run out. So they had run out.
1: I think we overwhelmed them. I warned them well in advance. I said, "Hey, we want to book this night." I was looking at like the schedule Monday night, not a crazy sports night yeah, yeah. In, in the middle of August, and I said, "Like we." are probably going to get around 30 people. And I was pretty much right on the nose. And it was, uh, I think, this bartending staff, they, they did a wonderful job, uh, but it was it was a lot on these two people for the whole night uh, with 30 people that were uh, all out there. We had, we had Greg Oliver on hand. I got a copy of his brand new book. Cool. Going to check that out. So I, I had a really fun time. Yeah. It was great to catch up with everybody. Yeah, it was cool. I feel my voice is going to give out, though. Perhaps. So we'll find out. All right. We're going to get into the show. Uh, first of all, uh, we do have our G1 final show up for all members of the post wrestling cafe along with every single one of our 19 G1 shows that you can go back and cherry pick and listen to. We have reviews of all 91 tournament matches, including Monday's final between Kotobushi and Jay White. Uh, for those that maybe have not heard the final, I just thought we could just give like, uh, some overall thoughts just on the final day with Kotobushi winning the G1 and the big angle with Katsuyori Shibata and Kenta, uh, with the updated news that uh, Dave Meltzer's reported, Shibata, as of right now, not cleared to wrestle. Interesting. Which makes it very perplexing, such a heavy angle that you come out of that, there is only one possible uh, direction you want to see, and that is Katsuyori Shibata wrestling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um That surprises me. I mean, can they put together a match that only involves him doing as much as he ended up doing in the particular angle? I don't know. I wonder. Um, but if it was only done to give heat to Kenta, it was certainly very effective, but um, I think we'll leave audiences somewhat disappointed that they, if they're not getting an actual match.
1: Yeah, so we will follow that. It was an unbelievable angle between the two, probably the best of the year. And then uh, Kotabushi winning the G1, sensational main event with Jay White, and in theory now gets the... The title match at a future date, and we'll see how everything is going to fall out for the next couple of months with uh, Royal Quest coming up. You've got the U.S. states in September. You have the Destruction Tour. The King of Pro Wrestling Show is October in Osaka. Lots of different matches, and it seems that Minoru Suzuki was certainly set up as a title challenger for Kazuchiko okada You've got Sonata on the back, on the, on the back burner, and then the eventual title match with Kota Abushi. So lots that they have set up and just a matter of where do all these pieces fall on the table in terms of where they go with these title matches do you have a prediction of where Okada Suzuki is Um, I'm going to think one of the Japanese shows
0: Actually, I'm going to th- I'm gonna say Royal Quest. Why not?
1: It could be Royal Quest. Yeah. I-, I think they-, they could put that one in England. We probably will know at least some of these answers because the press conference is going to be going down, I believe, in about two hours from now. So I'm sure we're going to get some news on the Super J Cup, the final list of participants, and many of the upcoming shows over the next little while. So that is one news item. Uh, we're not going to go too crazy here on news. WWE has announced that their debut on Fox on Friday, October the 4th, from the Staples Center, they are going to be holding the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. And you know what they're going to do, they're going to bring back all these stars from the past for one night. They have announced Bill Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Lita, Trish Stratus, Ric Flair, Sting, Mark Henry, Jerry Lawler, Booker T. And on the graphic, they've got the Undertaker. So it seems that we are getting the SmackDown reunion
0: a few months after the Raw reunion. I think they're going to have to do better than that for a big first show. I mean, I think there's going to be enough curiosity on uh, for the first Fox on SmackDown. Smet- they're going to promote the hell out of it. Yeah, so that might be. But, I mean, as a hook, I don't think seeing the Legends is worth all that much anymore. I don't think this lineup as I mean, no one here that has
1: not been on television all that recently. Like, this is – obviously, the, the first show, I think the big one you want is The Rock is in your back pocket. That If that can work out scheduling-wise, that's a huge hook beyond that, I think they've kind of run the gamut of these names uh, of this list that I, I don't think they, on their own, mean uh, a ton. Mm-hmm. So that is the announcement with tickets going on sale this week for that SmackDown. And just one other note here, All Elite Wrestling announcing the signing of Orange Cassidy. Do you like this one? Um, I'm not sure. It's a bit of a honest. different one for AEW, who, yeah. I mean, if you're looking, it's been notable the fact that they have not signed Joey Ryan, who is very much... Involved in that, that whole crew, and they have not signed Joey Ryan, yeah. uh, going with Orange Cassidy here as someone that's, uh, a different flavor. Pardon the pun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joey Ryan, I mean, I think maybe, I, I don't know the full details of, of, of the whole, you know, issue, but I, you would imagine maybe he's a bit tougher to translate to network TV. I think Orange Cassidy works, but does he work outside of independent wrestling? Does he work right. on national TV to a more, Casual audience who might not completely understand his shtick. I think online, though, I mean, you know, ever since his appearance uh, on a recent AEW event, he's really taken off. A lot of people I see his gifs pop up all the time on Squared Circle, so there's a real buzz around him, uh, and surely they can do enough with with him um, on on an undercard. But you know, it kind of indicates that they're they're very much more. He fits more of of I would say kind of the the comedy um, line. Uh, dare I say librarian type of you know gimmick rather than the more serious perhaps uh road to flavor
1: yeah I'm kind of curious to see how they utilize him whether it's on being the elite and kind of introduce him and what they ultimately have plans for him to do because it's it's an interesting character that people get into but I think you have to add add some more layers to that character and I'm I'm open-minded to see where yeah. they, they go with it uh quickly looking at our shows this week as we uh just before we get into Raw, uh, Way and I will be back for another unique edition of Rewind to SmackDown. This will be a uh, much better plan because Way, you are going there live to watch and you can just enjoy the show. I will be at home taking notes. So we will be all set for SmackDown and have everyone covered with both the live perspective and me watching back on television. Are you looking forward to this show?
0: I am. Yeah, yeah, because I'll be going with a bunch of people who have never seen live wrestling before. So I'm hoping it's a really good show Uh and I'll, I'll be back with the live report. Is your cousin going? Uh, he's not. He's preparing for a big uh, uh,
1: thesis defense. Oh, up, so. man. We got – I've I've never heard of this cousin, but he came to our QA show on Sunday. Yep. And Wade just informs me, this is my
0: cousin. He's never watched a, a, a second of pro wrestling, but he listens to all, all our shows.
1: I can't even remember if we talked about this on a show or not. We did. We did. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm sorry. Okay. It's It's late. We're almost done this crazy Insanity Week, yeah. so I'm going to have some repeat material. Um, So hello to Way's cousin out there. So Wednesday, we are going to have the post-wrestling live in Toronto Q&A. That will be up for patrons, uh, the audio version, and a video version. So you can check out either one from our show this past Sunday at the John Candy Box Theatre in... Uh, Second City, downtown Toronto. On Thursday, we'll have a new episode of Up Next with Braden Harrington and Davey Portman, the the breakout stars of this weekend, I think. SummerSlam weekend. They, uh, they rose to the next level in their yeah. stardom. Thursday, we will also have an interview with WWE referee Daryl Sharma. This should be a fun chat. Uh, Daryl came up through the Ontario independent scene. And then join WWE as a referee with NXT. You now see him on the main roster. And he's doing this cool benefit show on Thursday night. It's a tragically hip tribute concert uh, that's raising money for a a, a worthy charity uh, fundraiser. So we will chat with Daryl about that
0: on Thursday. That'll take the place of the Cafe Hangout, which will be preempted this week.
1: Yes, Cafe Hangout will return next week. But this week uh, we are out. Uh, we are not hanging out on Thursday. Friday, we will have Rewind Away, number 42, covering UFC 189 from July of 2015, headlined by Conor McGregor and Chad Mendez. That was chosen by Eric Marcote, who will join us as our Espresso executive producer. And then into the weekend we go, UFC 241 post-show Saturday night with myself and Phil Talk, and two editions of Cruel Summer coming your way as WH Park will be chatting the 2013 and 14 finals of the G1 uh, Saturday show is with Rich Kreich from Voices of Wrestling chatting about Tanahashi Naito and Sunday is Kazuchika Okada Shinsuke Nakamura with the returning Joey Bay postwrestling.com postwrestlingcafe.com raw from Monday night was at the Scotiabank arena and by the end of the night way did you hear that they got a new corporate name for the arena? I think I did. It was the Sasha Banks Arena. Wonderful. Very nice. I patted myself on the back for that one. Very good. The show started out with new Universal Champion Seth Rollins coming out with the championship and cut a promo about defeating Brock Lesnar and then got confronted by the OC, led by AJ Styles, setting up a challenge, and that would be our main event. A rematch for Money in the Bank, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, uh, non-title match. And they were going with the storyline throughout the day that Brock Lesnar not going to be granted a title rematch. And this mm-hmm. would uh, lead to Paul Heyman having a presence on the show. The Street Profits were backstage. We have moved from the Toronto Raptors over to the Blue Jays. That's a downgrade.
0: Uh, This year, yeah.
1: This year, I would say this so. Year, yeah. Um, Sammy Zayn walked in and... Led to Sami Zayn just uh, running them down and was confronted by Samoa Joe. And it set up a match between Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn for after the commercial break. We had a uh, commercial promoting next Monday on Raw. We are getting the King of the Ring tournament.
0: Mm hmm. So Is, Is this a, so? So all the whole tournament will take place over the course of one episode of Raw.
1: That's what it sounded like. Yeah. 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 One Great. night, one night tournament. Uh, it's a, it's a self-contained one-night yeah. tournament that you can yeah, you can have a tell a story in three hours, and hopefully they have a
0: good idea for rather than just throwing it out there for no reason that there's mm-hmm. an idea. I would imagine there was really you know no reason to do this. I mean, not for one thing, it's for ratings, but also no real reason to do it unless you want to strap the rocket to one person in particular and let's see who that person is.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting if they add something like the winner gets something beyond just a crown.
0: Yeah, who could you see? Um, I
1: could see Drew McIntyre maybe in this role. Mm-hmm. Ricochet, if you're looking at a babyface, King Ricochet. You want to build up some heels for Seth, maybe. Um, yeah. And it seems like they're teasing one program with Seth. You tonight. know, I've
0: always thought the King King of the Ring was a great vehicle to just put somebody into that extra spot. I thought I think tournament tournaments in general are great vehicles. Um, I I certainly wouldn't have minded this if this was a pay per view because it, it adds an element of prestige when I think you do it on a pay per view. But you know. Uh, they played a whole history package showing all the other kings of the ring. And by now you don't, re- not all of them, not all of them. You're right. No Billy Gunn, nor ma- mentions of Mabel. Those ones are forgotten all the time. But, um, you know, like you lump William Regal in there or Seamus in the end, like you forget whether it's TV or pay-per-view. Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn was very quick. Joe was able to lock on the Coquina clutch
1: and he tapped out Zayn within a minute. Um, big chance here and Zayn just getting submitted instantly. It's almost like babyface Joe to me. In Canada, yeah. Um, even though you were submitting the Canadian, but it's just like he ran through him and...
0: Well, Joe, I mean, Joe I think is beloved, but like Zane is is such a c- joke right now, you know, that I don't think anybody cares if he's like beaten that quickly.
1: Yeah, we moved on from the Alistair Black thing and then he was just kind of um, cannon fodder here for Samoa Joe. They promoted a big appearance for later in the show. Stone Cold Steve Austin joins us live on Skype. Mm-hmm. Even you and I were able to do an in person tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah, didn't have to rely on Skype. No Skype issues, at least. No, I was hoping they'd make it authentic and we'd get like some buffering or a yeah. slow connection.
0: We have to reconnect, Steve.
1: Yes, just hold on. The Miz and Dolph Ziggler, which had been uh, promoted as uh, for a week now. Miz comes out. He's getting ready for his match. He's got his Toronto is awesome shirt on. And Ziggler comes out, but he is not dressed to wrestle. There are big Goldberg chants. And he said that he was speared so many times on Sunday night, he cannot compete. And it leads to the line that he didn't screw Miz, Miz screwed Miz. 1997, for those keeping track. But then it was all a ruse because he attacked the Miz and... It ends up, they get into a match, and the Miz used the figure four, he applied it, I guess Ric Flair retaught it to him on Sunday night at SummerSlam, and locked it in, and after a struggle and a struggle, Dolph Ziggler, just like Yotasuji, had to tap. Mm-hmm. How, how did you like the match? Um, it was alright. It was, uh, I'm not gonna say I was, uh, I followed it all too closely, so I don't want to disparage. It was it was kind of there. The crowd seemed to be at least into Miz, and they kind of just did the same thing they did with Goldberg on Sunday night where Ziggler is left in the ring. He gets on the microphone, and he's goading the Miz who comes back, and tough guy Miz, playing the role of Bill Goldberg tonight, Mike Mizanin, hits him with a skull-crushing finale. Like they just really just putting Dolph in his place at the moment. He's just kind of the... Guy getting run over.
0: Sort of the clown right now. Um yeah, maybe they think it's just a good part of the show. I don't I'm not sure what it's building to. Elias was in the ring and he said this would be
1: historic because this would be the night that his song goes uninterrupted. You won't believe what happened next. He was interrupted by Ricochet to set up a match, and there was this very uh big dive with uh ricochet going uh through the ropes and to the floor it ended with a sunset flip off the top for the win and they were kind of playing up like both shoulders were down as well so a bit of controversy here between ricochet and elias two out of three falls match Rey mysterio versus andrade the first fall ended in about 23 seconds when zelina vega got involved and it led to andrade getting the very quick fall and then we go into the second fall there was a rana off the apron by Rey mysterio uh then after we had andrade deliver the knees into the hammerlock ddt and gets the the second fall was pretty clean he goes up to he wins the falls to nothing and they play up like Rey Mysterio just being in the slump and at a crossroads in his career now which would be uh expanded upon in his interview backstage where he's really questioning where his career is going
0: Look, look, look like another good quality match from these two. This, uh, yeah, from what we saw, this looked like
1: a pretty strong match between these two mm-hmm. um, that they had, and where this is going, I don't quite know. Like they're playing like Ray is kind of at the end of the road,
0: a retirement angle.
1: Great potential retirement
0: angle, yeah. and for anybody over the age of forty, I think this is a it's a must.
1: Steve Austin joined us by Skype. He promoted straight up Steve Austin on the USA Network, which was premiering right after Raw tonight. And really put over Seth Rollins. He said he now really understands Seth. Put over his title win, and this was, you know, from Bret Hart and now Steve Austin really trying to endorse Steve o- uh, Seth Rollins as the top guy. And that was about it. That's cool. Yeah, Seth can use that. Yes, Skype approved by Steve Austin. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins were backstage. Dawkins was a wreck from the after party after SummerSlam and was chugging down water. Montez Ford. I think this guy has breakout potential as a big star. Of course. I think this guy could be two years from now. This guy could be a major, major star in this company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Drew McIntyre cut a promo. He is threatening to cave in Cedric Alexander's skull. So we didn't get it at SummerSlam, but we did get it on raw. This looked like a hell of a match that these two had. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a border toss into the buckle by Drew McIntyre. Then we had a, giant spinning side slam off the buckle by drew uh he gets caught with a spanish fly off the top with cedric hitting that got a big two count and then drew making the comeback at the end caught cedric with the claymore and won um again not following all of this super close but this seemed to be a really great match between these two they seem to have good chemistry and probably had this match in mind knowing that they'd be getting to it and have built it up for three to four weeks now
0: certainly felt like a pay-per-view quality match you know um great finish
1: No Way Jose, Bobby Roode, both returning to television. And Bobby Roode got a win here under two minutes with the glorious DDT. There was really no shenanigans here. It was just Bobby Roode getting a solid win over... Uh One guy that they haven't been doing anything with getting a win over another guy that they've been doing nothing with and seeming that the end result is they may be doing something with one guy and not doing anything with the other guy.
0: I think if there's an attempt to to try to push Bobby Roode one more time, I mean, doing it in Canada seems to be a good jumping off point, but um I think his issues are more than just in ring. You know, it's it's a it's a problem with the character, uh, whether or not he's a heel or a babyface. It just doesn't seem like there's much substance to it beyond the entrance.
1: Yeah, we'll see where they go here. I think now that SummerSlams out of the way, we'll see where some of these other periphery characters end up, and if they get some renewed interest. Like you look at the Viking Raiders, who seem to be just in wait and see mode. You've got teams like the Arth- the Authors, and I guess Bobby Reed you throw in there that maybe they'll give some guys a, a renewed push going into the fall. Paul Heyman was backstage with Charlie, just kind of made fun of her, mocked her interviewing questions and was talking about not having Brock being allowed a rematch and complaining about it. The revival took on Lindsey Dorado and Grand Metalik. This featured a uh, big quebrada by Lindsey. And before things got uh, into any kind of finishing sequence, the 24 seven crew came out and interrupted the match, including, uh, Drake, Drake Maverick. Maverick getting tripped and just Face planting down onto the floor. He took this trip full out.
0: I mean, he stole the segment, really. Like, if his idea was to get noticed simply running down to the ramp, he managed to achieve that. Everyone reacted in the bar to that this spot,
1: reaction. the bump. Yeah. Uh, there was a, the revival is still in the ring. They delivered the heart attack to R Truth and then the revival. Both of them pinned R Truth. So we had, in theory, co
0: champions. Although they, didn't both need to be pinned. Only one of them needed to be pinned to lose it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's how it worked here. Because Kalisto then delivered the Salida del Sol onto Dawson. But before Kalisto could pin Dawson, he was pulled to the floor. R-Truth was still there, got pushed on top, and pinned Dawson to win back the title. He then gets chased to the back. Drake Maverick is the last one to go to the back. And then R-Truth and Carmella come out of the opposite side of the entrance and proceeded to go around the set into the backstage area where they were standing and Elias appeared nailed our truth with a guitar shop from behind and Elias pinned our truth he uh, they informed us he is now a three-time 24/7 champion and Elias leaves with the 24/7 title
0: and truth is a 12-time champion
1: right? oh wow yeah he's going to be Jerry Lawler in USWA in no time
0: yeah well you know they need they need to um, add some more people to the, to the mix here and I guess their idea is Elias. It's fine. You know, it's your typical comedy segment. Um, maybe people live liked it. I, I'm getting a little tired of it personally.
1: I think that it's uh, – because you kind of expanded to get some new characters in there and then we go went right back to Drake and Truth who, who are very good. And I think you just
0: – But the roster is way bigger than this, just these two.
1: Yeah, but you also are not going to have, I think, people at the level of Truth and Drake to pull off this comedy either. So
0: Not if you don't give them a the chance.
1: Well – That's what this is there for. So we'll see it on Elias now. The big segment of the show featured Natalia coming out in a sling, selling the effects of the disarm her from Sunday night at SummerSlam. She said that she suffered a dislocated elbow, but she wouldn't change a damn thing. And she started talking seriously about a dream she had of her dad, Jim Neidhart, telling her how proud he is of her. And it was exactly one year ago today that her father passed away. And before she can expand on this story and memory, Sasha Banks music plays and Sasha returns her first appearance since WrestleMania. Yep. She comes out and she gets into the ring. No one knows how to react. She is interrupting a very, uh, a very serious moment and she's got her regular hair color before she reveals it's a wig and the purple hair is discarded. She is now a blue head. A blue head.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: I like it. What do you think? She she makes the blue work. Blue is not an easy color to uh, pull off, and she does. Something different. She had thrown everyone with that picture of having blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So I was theorizing that maybe in order to get to blue, she had to have her hair dyed blonde first before the transition to blue.
0: Makes perfect sense.
1: This was uh, my deep thinking of how this worked. So she gets in, and then she hugs Natalia. Natalia. And Natalia tells her that she loves her and then Sasha slaps her and proceeds to beat the hell out of Natalia, rams her shoulder into the corner, takes her to the floor, into the steps. She is beating down Natalia badly when Becky Lynch comes down and... There are chair shots by Sasha Banks. She gets the better of Becky, and then Sasha exits, leaving both Becky and Natalia for dead here at ringside. A big return by Sasha Banks, and presumably Becky Lynch's next program, which I think is a really good program for Becky. She desperately needs challengers, and Sasha is about as good as you could ask for who comes back. Um, with With the benefit of being off television for so long, she got the full reset, feels like a fresh character, and... Now seems like the right time to have her back on the show and for
0: a feud with Becky to blossom. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good vicious beatdown. Good re-debut for Sasha. Except maybe for the fact that it was in Toronto and the crowd absolutely loved her. I mean... Do you think they overestimated, thinking they'd be pro-Natalia no matter what? Perhaps. You know, um, I I think they they maybe should have expected it the, though because it was toronto and usually like they re- resort to like doing these types of beatdowns for baby faces to get over so sasha doing the same to somebody like natalia who let's face it isn't exactly a fan favorite even in canada because yeah, she's just not that compelling of a character i thought like you had the crowd chant uh Thank you, Sasha, here, as she was beating down the Canadian. It's like the that. problem
1: when you do these beatdown segments, the crowd. First of all, you knew she was getting the return pop, so you
0: already had to fight that. That's tough. And this audience like, just simply had no sympathy for Natalia. Even you know, her mentioning Jim Neidhart. Either way, I thought it was a really impactful re-debut. Uh, I think a new look is, 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 is very nice to kind of signify a character change and it came across well to me. Yeah, I think this will be important how
1: they follow this up, like a big promo from Sasha and more establishing her because week one back, you know, you're going to get that sort of response from being gone from so long, for so long. Um. But I like the way this, this goes. Like you can get matches out of Natalia and Becky as well. And it seems Becky will be the direction they go and she needs it. Viking Raiders versus Sebastian Suave and Carter Mason. Yeah. So Sebastian Suave going from NXT security to facing the Viking Raiders this week. He had a busy week mm-hmm. along with the summit. Uh, Viking Raiders, uh, killed these two locals and got the big win. Dare I say it. They were smashed. Oh, wow. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross took on the Kabuki Warriors. Um, Good for the, I will say decent for the time it lasted. Uh, I liked uh, saying Asuka's offense looked good. Uh, Nothing looked uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus the Iconics level from Sunday. So that was a plus. Yep. Uh, Bliss won with the twisted bliss. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this was, I thought a pretty mediocre raw match. I thought it was fine for TV. Uh, You know, I found it interesting that they would maybe wait so long to execute this Kabuki Warriors tag team title shot all of a sudden just to, like, have them fail twice now. Pretty much, like, in this—especially with this match, like, clean loss, seemingly— This was non-title, right? Uh, It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but— Well, I'm saying non-title. It's even more surprising that they would just beat uh, the challengers. I'm sure
0: it was non-title. I Uh, think it was title. but Okay. Because Paige was uh, did a video beforehand. Oh, all right. She's not here because she's injured, and I think she, she was saying how she wanted the the girls to win or something.
1: This would have been a better match than for that kickoff yesterday.
0: Uh, well, I guess I don't, maybe they wanted to save it for Raw. Um, Great. I, I, so I, I'm not really sure where they go with the Kabuki Warriors now. They've they've kind of failed on multiple occasions. I really feel like the team might not exactly be working out i mean i'm just kinda, what are you talking I'm about i'm just making a bit a bit of a guess here instead i would love to see a Kyrie say and asuka rivalry maybe, oh okay maybe that's what what they're they're leading towards so um yeah the match went almost nine minutes here so
1: they had a decent bit of time they also had a promo a tape promo from Paige, who had announced last week uh, she got a checkup on her neck and there is a uh I believe she said it was like a hernia that had developed and she has to have another neck surgery. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate for her. And I don't know if that's going to maybe speed up what you said way. Like if Paige is out for a while has to have surgery and they don't have the mouthpiece,
0: maybe they are going to split them or I, I don't know where this goes for Kabuki warriors, but mean, I'm I, not too high on it. I think a breakup would really be a blessing in disguise. This tag team t- division has just been completely terrible. Lately, so I think leaving Oscar and Kyrie Sane in this mix, when they could be much more, much better u- utilized as a uh, singles competitors, would be far better.
1: Maybe I thought you saw something. No, I was
0: just looking at the those the pads, the crookedness of the pads.
1: Do you know um, one of the people at O'Grady's tonight came up to me, introduced himself, and said, uh, "I'm into pest control." I was yeah. Like, oh, really? He gave me his card. Cliff. Cliff. Yes. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll have a solution to my. My mouse issue let's hope and then the main event it was seth rollins versus aj styles um they had a fine match but it was you know really they had they came out with it was like quarter two and then they took a commercial break and i would say they got like under 10 minutes and a non-finish so i don't think it really hit your your high expectation if you had that going into this but for a 10-minute main event, that's kind of what you got out of this. Um, there was a big rolling elbow from Seth Rollins. Uh, Carl Anderson got involved and shoved Seth off of the top. And then we, it, several moments later, had Anderson and Gallows just come in for the big DQ. And it was a setup for Ricochet to come down. He ended up eating the boot of doom. And then the big save was Braun Strowman coming down, big pop. And he beats he beats everybody up clears the ring seth is left in the corner and braun grabs the title hands it to seth and then him ricochet and seth are left in the ring to end the show and i think the subtle implication here was
0: braun eyeing the title yeah 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 i mean otherwise i don't know why braun would come out here at all um i i don't know i i thought it was kind of a lame ending to the show there was I mean, no they're almost teasing like oh my god is, is braun Strowman gonna attack seth rollins but i mean braun's not even a heel so i i i i, I think it was if it was like uh an actual surprise uh somebody who from who we hadn't seen in a long time it might have come across a little bit a little bit better, better but to me it was not a worthy surprise to close the show on um the match of course being just a really shitty DQ finish after again hyping up the supposed you know great encounter between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins um I thought just kind of left a really bad taste in my mouth I thought it was super lame and ricochet just like trying to come out for the save and immediately tossed out yeah made him look like a total geek he comes in here like so it's like the big the adults Rollins and braun saying hey uh you know uh I want that belt meanwhile like ricochet is like the little kid who's like I'm here too, guys. He walks up into the ring to just pose with everybody. So, I don't know. I didn't really like it. Maybe if I, I, I was there live, this was amazing. But watching it from the bar with the, the the bit of audio that I could hear, I didn't really like it. No, I
1: I don't think you would have had much of a different experience live. So, do you like Seth and Braun as a direction?
0: For a pay-per-view, I think it's fine. You know, hardly I think anything that'll really get people excited unless there's a great angle attached to it. But on paper, I i just kind of see it as a match you know brock rollins wasn't even enough for a lot of people to get that type of interest i don't really think braun is going to do that much different but it's a b show yeah and you don't have a whole lot of challenges ready there aren't many heels that
1: are ready and braun isn't even a heel at this point maybe they flip them but that seems to be maybe where they go for at least the next four weeks so this episode of Raw, uh, I'm not really going to rank it because I don't think we have, like, a solid assessment of things. I know this is going to be a more uh, truncated version of Rewind to Raw, but uh, it was uh, special circumstances circumstances tonight. So I hope everybody understands.
0: Well, let's see what the forum thinks.
1: We're they, relying on you, everybody. Yeah. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 – You people gave this a 7.18, one of the better received Raws in a long time. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm very, I'm genuinely intrigued by this feedback, uh, in case we missed stuff or what everybody thought. Jay from Colorado writes, What was the deal with Sasha's hair? Does blue hair mean bad Sasha? Did I miss something? Is this like a blue meanie thing? I think way too much was read into her hair. This show itself was fine, definitely an improvement over previous weeks for me, some solid matches, and good story movement. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks, and it's great to see the King of the Rings coming back. See, I can be positive about the main roster product. It's easy, though. TakeOver and SummerSign were both fun, and while tonight could have been better, it could have been oh so much worse. Any truth to the rumors about Rusev and Lana taking time off and possibly waiting out their contracts? Um, the last I had heard about Rusev was that he had requested time off, uh, but...
0: That was quite a while ago
1: and he still hasn't come back yet. So it's, it's, it's been a lengthy time.
0: We got a Paul from New Jersey who says I found the opening between Seth and AJ to be pretty weak, but the crowd was extremely into it. Zayn was hilarious, and Samoa Joe continues to be my favorite thing about the show. This is the most I've enjoyed Dolphin in a long time. The street profits were used effectively, and Andrade continues to look strong. McIntyre and, a- and Alexander had a really good match. I just hope McIntyre doesn't get saddled with the King of the Ring gimmick. Keep that shit away from him. I also didn't mind Rude and Jose putting a local guy who doesn't get much television time these days in a quick squash. It makes sense. A delightful episode of Raw. So only complaint was Austin talking about his show. I wanted his computer. I... A lights go out, a scuffle is heard, and all we hear is Bray Wyatt laughing. Oh. That would have been glorious. The commentary team were pretty funny at points as well. This show was a nine. Wow. PS Matt Rowell talking shit about Goldberg on Watch Along was gold. Brandon from Oshawa.
1: Really enjoyed the show, and it almost makes me wish I had gone. Cedric and Drew was one of the best TV matches I can remember seeing in a while. I love that the King of the Ring is coming back. I think everyone's very nostalgic about the King of the Ring. Remember the one with Sheamus. Yeah, the last few have been a little out there. I was always a huge fan of the concept, and one-night tournaments are always fun. I think Baron Corbin should win. I think he can do a lot with the gimmick. My only complaint... I will disagree in the sense if this is just to give someone the, the comedy king character, then I think it's a waste. The last thing we need are more mid-carders to just be comedy figures. We've got our comedy figures. We need serious main event level talent. Mm-hmm. There's too much squandered guys in that middle of the rung. That's what I hope this is used to legitimately elevate not someone and not just because we have some campy sketches or, and vignettes that we can come up with some guy in the mid-card to be a, a goofball.
0: I think wrestling has shown that you can be called king without literally looking like a king. Yes. Yes. You, know, you can simply be king based on, uh, I don't know, just the, your dominance and how good you are rather than having to come with a scepter and a throne every single
1: time. He says his one complaint is Seth Rollins. This guy and their booking of him are so irritating right now. Why are they shoving him so hard down our throats? These people sh- keep showing him respect. It
0: was Brett yesterday, tonight
1: Austin, even Braun at the end. It's getting to be too much.
0: Girlara from Vancouver who says, from a live perspective, this was a ton of fun. A match heavy show with a solid focus on work rate and one incredibly hot heel turn angle with Sasha. Cedric versus Drew was as good or better than a lot of SummerSlam, and Ray and Andrade was really good too. Dolph should get beat up like this every week. This delusional parody version of himself is the most I've enjoyed him in years. As someone who hasn't watched Raw in 18 months, I had a total blast. Hopefully, we see more shows like this. This is a good formula.
1: Yeah, this is a very positive response to Raw. Um Let's go to James from California. Really enjoyed the show tonight. I thought that Drew versus Cedric and AJ versus Rollins and the Sasha return were all very good and the crowd was hot, which made the show feel important. Do you think leaving Bray off was a good or bad thing? I think it's good because we know how too much overexposure could be a bad thing, but I could also see the argument that they should have capitalized on the positive response from last night. I didn't have a big issue with it. I think that... um we could always see them on SmackDown. I mean, it's not as if they're show specific. Um, but I, I, again, as I said, I wouldn't want to overdo it with Bray. Have him there when there's a reason for it. And if the, if the Finn Balor feud is over with, then make sure you have your next program set in stone. And the fact that Balor is typically on SmackDown, maybe we see something from Bray on, on Tuesday.
0: At this point, because, um, you know, his debut got over so well on Sunday, even if he missed out tomorrow, I don't think it hurts him at all. I think it, in fact, just kind of adds to the, to the anticipation of when we would see him again. Uh, the character now is at a point where people look forward to seeing him and making... So he's almost, almost a baby face after Sunday. Building that anticipation now, I think is it, it will be really part of the key we got a Will from Toronto who says I wanted to quickly say it was great meeting you yesterday and that I got a ton of compliments on wearing the limited limited edition shirt to Raw tonight awesome Way encouraged me yesterday to message so here I am well thank you Will overall a solid show and the crowd was certainly hot at times it was just real tough seeing Natalia talk about her dad as the crowd was chanting boring uh. I wish WWE would stop going down the anvil road am I alone or is this just uncomfortable to watch if the goal was to make Sasha heal it didn't work because she got the biggest reaction of the night and and I would dare say, I would dare to say, a larger reaction than Trish got last night. It's tough in the role where you're bringing someone back who you know is going to get uh, a big
1: reaction because they're back, and then instantly turn them. Uh, but they opted to do that here. They thought, you know, it's the night after Summerslam, shoot a big angle, so they did it here with, with Sasha. So, um, yeah. I still think the angle came off well, and I think most people, they like the surprise of Sasha being there and doing something newsworthy. The worst thing would have been if it
0: received no reaction.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. This is, you know, it was one week, and I think now you can – you you don't have the surprise factor now moving forward where you can really dig your heels in, pardon the pun, and establish her character. Mm-hmm. Noah from Vaughn, I was at the show live tonight, and it felt like I was watching two different shows. The Miz, Ziggler, Drew, Cedric, Zane Street Profit segment, and Sasha Return were the highlights. But then there was everything else. A ton of short matches and video packages. At points, it was the quietest I've heard that building for a wrestling show. It could be worse, though, because those poor fans next week will have to sit through multiple Baron Corbin matches on his way to winning King of the Ring. So we don't know who the participants are. It, it seemed like in the ads they had mentioned like Baron Corbin and Chad Gable, but I don't know if 100%. percent—like
0: everybody knows those
1: ads. Yeah, they featured, like, Owens was there. I don't know if those are confirmed names <laughs> or they were just advertising could be anyone on the roster. So maybe in the next day or so we'll know participants all right well thank you everybody for helping piece together raw for us again this was a a shorter edition of the show and we appreciate all of you checking out the show we'll be back to normal on tuesday night after smackdown so way have a great time at the show thank uh you. are you on the fence about 205 live or are you gonna stay
0: uh, it'll largely depend, depend on, the, on the the people that I'm with. It but. will be majority rules. Yeah. I'll um. see. I mean, I guess it'll depend on how much they enjoy SmackDown. Oh, okay. So if
1: you stay for 205 Live, that means SmackDown was a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you again in 24 hours. Everyone can go back. If you're a patron, go check out our G1 final review, uh, which is much longer. If you thought this show was too short, man, we, we gave you lots on the G1 review today yeah. an hour and a half with Chris Engler.
0: That's right. Yeah. I've heard from some people on the Patreon page about, uh, them having troubles downloading the show. I, am not exactly sure why, uh, the button is gone on Patreon.com itself, but, uh, I'll probably be uploading a, a, a private link, uh, attached to that post. And, uh, yeah, you should be good. All right, everybody. It's been a, uh, a lengthy couple of days for
1: the Toronto wrestling scene. And it is, uh, one more night. And then it is officially SummerSlam week is over. We've survived. We've got one more to go. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thank you to everyone that came to our live show Sunday. Thank you to everyone that came to O'Grady's. Thank you to everyone that came to the Up Next tailgate party. It's been a a lot of fun the last couple of days. And we will speak with you all Tuesday night after SmackDown from the Six.